America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal. Just like the man said, and we are here again for another episode of The Royal Treatment. We are here to answer your health questions. Do you have questions? Feel free to Email them to me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's one way to get a hold of me. D is in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. Or you can send them to the THB clinics at gmail.com, THB clinics, plural, at gmail.com. Or you can call us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. 702-562-1454, The Royal Treatment is sponsored by the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic as well as the First Nation Medical Board, both of which are affiliated with the Crow Nation, which has exercised some jurisdiction over the practice of traditional medicine. I just need you to understand where we're coming from at the beginning of our show. We provide perspectives on natural approaches to the treatment of our health conditions because our emphasis is on health optimization. You already know, if you're a listener to this program, that modern medicine is built upon the system of disease management. That's what insurance is designed to recognize and reimburse. I'm talking about conventional medical insurance. There is Actually, real health insurance, which provides the health savings account, it has the low premium, high deductible. It used to be part of conventional medicine, but they jettisoned that some time ago. Used to call it major medical insurance because they're not into supporting patients who are seeking health optimization. The policy I'm talking about is actually one that's sponsored by another Indian nation called the Hopi tribe of Indians. That policy is administered through the Heritage Health and Wellness Company. You can find this information through the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. In fact, you can find us on the internet, turtlehealingbandclinic.com. Lots of information there for those of you who are looking for answers that your doctors can't provide. Well, we want to Thank those of you who joined us today. We have lots to talk about. Of course, there's lots going on. As usual, we want to review obituaries, but we're going to do it a little differently today. We're going to review, these are all international celebrity notables who died last week, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had, in my opinion. In other words, the average life expectancy here in the U.S. is 78.7 years of age. That means about 81 for a woman, about 70. Six for a man. And so we're going to look at those who died from something other than the coronavirus, the COVID-19, and then we'll come back to that and look at that as well. We're going to talk about what that diagnosis really means since there may actually be no specific testing to diagnose COVID-19, and that's a discussion we're going to have later in the program today. We want to talk to you about a program the FDA took off the market. We want to talk about viruses, what they really are, and we want to talk about the influence of 5G technology. We would love to get into a discussion of pleomorphism, but we may have to 
discuss that next week. We'll see how far we get today. But let's get started. First, we have Logan Williams, Canadian actor who played Young Flash in a TV series. He died at 16 years of age suddenly. If it says suddenly, it usually means sudden death syndrome or heart attack. Not sure if that's the case here, but that's how his death was described. We have DJ Miller, Rwanda DJ musician. He died at 29 years of age from a stroke. He was 29. Bullet Prakash, Indian comedian and actor, died at 44 years of age from liver failure. Rafael Berrio, Spanish composer and singer, died at 56 years of age from a serious illness of some sort, probably cancer. Sasi Kalinga, Indian actor, died at 59 years of age from liver disease. Eric Verdonk, New Zealand rower, Olympics bronze medalist in 1988, died at 60 years of age from cancer. Luis Flavio Gomez, Brazilian jurist, professor, politician, dead at 62 years of age from leukemia, a bloodborne type of cancer. Hendrik Jan Korturik, or Korturink, Dutch crime journalist, died at 64 years of age from colon cancer. João Marcos, Brazilian soccer player, goalkeeper, died at 66 years of age from esophageal complications of some sort. Martin Kaur, a Malaysian journalist and economist, died at 68 years of age from cancer. Vincent Marcello, American actor, died at 68 years of age from dementia and cancer. We have Gerardo Ruiz Esparza, Mexico's Secretary of Communication and Transportation. He died at 70 years of age from a stroke. Ed Farmer, American Major League Baseball player and broadcaster, died at 70 years of age from kidney disease. Radomir Antic, Serbian soccer player and manager, died at 71 years of age from pancreatitis. Ezio Vendrame, Italian soccer player and writer, died at 72 years of age from cancer. Jack Schofield, British technology journalist, died at 72 years of age from a heart attack. Ivan Bakarchuk, Ukrainian physicist, minister of education and science, died at 73 years of age after several years of illness. Doogie Morgan, Scottish rugby player, died at 73 years of age from an illness. Luis Eduardo Ate, Spanish artist, died in the hospital at 76 years of age after having a heart attack in 2016. Rafael Leonardo Romero, Honduran politician and president, died at 76 years of age from cardiac arrest. And finally, C.W. Nickel, Welsh-born Japanese writer, died at 79 years of age from cancer. I'm Dr. Dan Royer, listening to The Royal Treatment. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Stay with us. Did you know that stem cells are present in all of us, just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate your organs and other body tissues? Studies show that your own stem cells are released into the bloodstream following a trauma. However, a plant-based supplement called RBC Blend has been found to increase stem cells in your blood without trauma. Order your RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. One study showed that participants who used RBC Blend increased stem cells in their blood by over 100% after only two weeks. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. For example, they can be used to improve facial appearance, skin tone, and hair growth. Stem cells can also help with muscle aches and joint pains. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-5825. Could RBC Blend be what you need to achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out today and order RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That number again is 702-444-5825. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living, then has my mom. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. (laughs) Bet he can't say that in reverse. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) 
It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We're back to the show and thank you for joining us for the second quarter of the Royal Treatment. Before the break, we were talking about obituaries, people who died internationally just this last week, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Well, we're going to go through these obituaries again. But we're going to look at some people who now are being claimed to have died from COVID-19. Now, the problem is we don't really know if that's what they're dying from because the testing has not been specific. Typically, how people are being diagnosed is with a nasal swab. The nasal swab is not specific for COVID-19. It diagnoses alpha and beta strains of the coronavirus, which we have known about for the last 60 years. We just didn't start testing for it until now. And so COVID-19 has become the diagnosis du jour. We're led to believe that this is a virus that is spread from person to person, but it doesn't seem plausible that this could go out throughout the world and infect every country so quickly, including some tiger in New York. It doesn't really make sense. Now, what does make sense is that many people are walking around with coronavirus as part of their normal flora. What does make sense is that there is some insult that may be pushing people over the edge who have weakened immune systems. And, of course, one of the theories for that is the exposure to 5G, which started in Wuhan and has been used in concentrated areas where the population is dense, such as Spain and such as Italy, but it wasn't turned on in Russia, where they were not having deaths, at least not among the public. They turned it off in the military, but not the public. So we can easily call this the 5G virus and be just as accurate. Why do I say that? Well, guess what? The FDA just allowed an antibody test for COVID-19 to be marketed as of last week. This is a rapid test designed to detect IgM and Ig antibodies in this serum, plasma, or venipuncture of whole blood. In an interview with CBS Radio, FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn described this as the first approval of a serology test, which will in laboratories allow us to determine exposure in the antibodies. In other words, we've been doing nasal swabs, but we haven't been doing a definitive blood test. Now, there are also blood tests called PCR RNA by quant, which allows us to get a more accurate level of a viral count. But those are very sensitive tests, and and they need to be very well isolated to be accurate. I'm not sure they've developed one, actually, for the coronavirus that withstands the scrutiny that would be needed to make the diagnosis of COVID-19. The company that is producing this rapid test is Celex. The Celex noted that the positive results for both IgG and IgM could occur after infection and can be indicative of acute or recent infection. Note the words could and can. The label made it clear that this test was an aid in the diagnosis of patients with the, well, here it's called SARS-CoV-2, SARS the remake, It's in conjunction with clinical presentation and the results of other laboratory tests. We've talked about what some of those other tests might be. 
which could include an elevated C-reactive protein, an inflammatory marker. It could include D-dimer, which indicates that there is some clotting going on. It could indicate that there is perhaps some disruption in the in the CBC or the total lymphocytic white blood cell count. Perhaps there is some immune uh, suppression, or perhaps there is some uh, evidence that someone has a viral infection for which lymphocytes are being produced. Those are typically more seen in a viral infection than a bacterial, where you would see neutrophils. Selex went on to say negative results do not preclude that one has SARS-CoV-2 infection and should not be used as a sole basis for patient management decisions. In other words, they're saying that this is not definitive, even though it is the first approval of a serology test or blood test for COVID-19. False positive results for IgM and IgG antibodies may occur due to cross-reactivity from pre-existing antibodies or other possible causes. At this time, it is unknown for how long IgM or Ig antibodies may persist following infection. So the whole thing sounds like an experiment we're learning as we go, if this is what we're actually seeing fighting, diagnosing, and so forth. So let's get started. We're just going to run through a list here of people who supposedly died from this COVID-19 or 5G virus, whatever it is. It's pushing people's immune system over the edge. Anik Jesden, an American technology journalist for the Associated Press, died at 51 years of age. Adam Schlesinger, 52. American musician and songwriter Emmy Winner died at 52 years of age. Wallace Rooney, American jazz trumpeter, died at 59 years of age. Christina, an American singer, died at 61 years of age. Thomas Oneborg, Swedish photographer, died at 62 years of age. Branislav Blazik, Serbian surgeon and minister of environmental protection, died at 63 years of age. Gita Ramji, Ugandan, South African HIV prevention researcher, died at 63 years of age. Nirmal Singh Khalsa, Indian singer and priest, died at 67 years of age. Mamu Jabril, the Libyan Minister of Foreign Affairs and Prime Minister, died at 67 years of age. Pape Diouf, a Senegalese journalist and football administrator, probably soccer administrator, died at 68 years of age. Fernando Hidalgo, Chilean politician, consul of Chile to Argentina, died at 68 years of age. Florindo Corral, Brazilian businessman, died at 70 years of age. Goose Smeets, Dutch singer, died at 71 years of age. Mishik Kazarin, Armenian-born Russian physicist, died at 72 years of age. Ria Tatari, Syrian-born Spanish doctor and president of Islamic Commission, died at 72 years of age. Peter Sinclair, British economist, died at 73 years of age. Goyo Benito, Spanish soccer player for the national team, died at 73 years of age. Tom Dempsey, American NFL professional football player, died at 73 years of age. Bob Glanzer, American member of the South Dakota House of Representatives, died at 74 years of age. Francisco Contreras, Spanish housing developer, died at 74 years of age. Sir John Laws, English jurist, high court judge, and Lord Justice of Appeal, died at 74 years of age. Philippe Bodson, a Belgian businessman and senator, died at 75 years of age. Daniel Eust, Spanish Olympic racing cyclist, died at 75 years of age. Victor Joshkovich, Belarusian stage actor, died at 75 years of age. Arthur Whistler, American ethnobotanist and author, died at 75 years of age. Juan Jimenez, Argentine comic book artist, died at 76 years of age. Andrew Jack, British dialect coach and actor, died at 76 years of age. Omar Quintana, Ecuadorian politician and sports executive, died at 76 years of age. Alfonso Cortina, Spanish businessman, died at 76 years of age. Eddie Large, a Scottish comedian, died at 78 years of age. And finally, Joseph Journey, Spanish playwright and screenwriter, died at 79 years of age. So those are all people just this last week who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had, or in this case, died from the alleged COVID-19, COVID, or we should say SARS type 2, or we could even say the 5G virus. It all makes as much sense as what everybody else is saying if the testing medium is nonspecific. In other words, if someone goes into the hospital and they have comorbid conditions such as diabetes or such as heart disease and they happen to swab their nose and find out they have a coronavirus strain, most of which are completely benign, and something goes wrong in the hospital, 
perhaps they get an infection of some sort or even the flu, they will be diagnosed with COVID-19. There are many reasons why this might be done. Perhaps it increases one's access to federal funds in the United States. But in other countries, it may increase their access to international funds. So there may be a political as well as a financial motivation to make the diagnosis, all increasing the confusion. The current coronavirus, or COVID-19, has been called a once-in-a-century pandemic, but it may also be a once-in-a-century evidence fiasco. The data collected so far and how many people are infected and how the epidemic evolves is utterly unreliable. This evidence fiasco creates tremendous uncertainty about the risk of dying from COVID-19. Reported case fatality rates, like the official 3.4% rate from the World Health Organization, cause horror and are meaningless. Patients who have been tested for SARS-CoV-2 or coronavirus-2 are disproportionately those with severe symptoms and bad outcomes. As most most health systems have limited testing capacity, selection bias may be even worse in the near future. The one situation where an entire closed population was tested was the Diamond Princess cruise ship and its quarantine passengers. Please keep in mind that this cruise ship was fully blanketed in 5G technology. The case fatality rate there was 1%, but this was largely an elderly population in which the death rate from COVID-19 is much higher. Projecting Diamond Princess mortality rate onto the age structure of the U.S. population, the death rate among people infected with COVID-19 would be 0.125%. But since this estimate is based on extremely thin data, there were just seven deaths among the 700 infected passengers and crew, the real death rate could stretch from five times lower to 0.025% to as much as five times higher at 0.625%. It is also possible that some of the passengers were affected and might die later, and that tourists may have different frequencies of chronic diseases. A risk factor for worse outcomes for the SARS-CoV-2 infection than the general population. Now, adding these extra sources of uncertainty, reasonable estimates for the case fatality ratio in the general U.S. population vary from 0.05% to 1%. As you can see, we're still trying to figure out how real this really is, and is it really different or much different from the flu? I'm Dr. Dan Royer, listening to The Royal Dream, and we'll continue our discussion after the break. Stay with us. Would you like to increase your vitality? Disease develops within your body when the metabolic vitality of your cells is altered. Well, now there is a patented device that improves cell metabolism called Cell Vital. Cell Vital has been used for years by successful athletes to prepare for competition and improve performance. This is because Cell Vital increases blood and oxygen to your cells. Call 702-444-LUCKY and order your Cell Vital today. Cell Vital can help with cell regeneration after an activity by reducing stress, as well as be used for treating bruises, sprains, and muscle aches and pains. Cell Vital has also been shown to be beneficial for digestion, PMS, and smoking cessation. Get lucky with your healthy call, 702-444-5825. Accessories are available to help with specific body parts, such as the eyes, ears, and teeth. Animals, too, can benefit from Cell Vital for bone, joint, and circulation disorders. Call 702-444-LUCKY and get a free quote for your Cell Vital. That number again is 702-444-5825. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. (sighs) We want to hire you. You're, You're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. So here's the choice. Some people say the USA is finished. It's evil, a has-been, full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech, no gun ownership. Competition and free markets are bad. We're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets. Other people say that America has created the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In America, we have the right to succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the right to be left alone. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus Broadcast Station, the power of radio since 1967. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. Back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and I thank you for sticking with us during the second half of the show. We still have much to talk about. We're going to continue our discussion regarding COVID-19. We're going to talk about viruses in general. And a little later, we want to talk about 5G technology, what it's really all about, and how bad it could possibly be. And we already may be seeing its effects upon the human organism. Proving what I believe to be the theory of Antoine Bechamp, which was postulated back in the 19th century. He was a contemporary of Louis Pasteur. Antoine Bechamp theorized that disease came from within. Louis Pasteur theorized that it came from without. We live in a germ-infested world, which means that we don't get sick because our body is sterile, of course, according to Louis Pasteur. And that mono force, that mono type of thinking, monomorphism it's called, is what dominates scientific world today and its production of pharmaceuticals. But there's another theory, competing theory, that's equally as interesting and as plausible called pleomorphism, that the disease is within and that we get sick as we're exposed to increasingly more insults. Now, it could be our diet. It could be pollution, it could be stress, it could be electromagnetic frequencies such as 5G, and we're going to talk about that a little later in the program. But let's continue our discussion regarding the once-in-a-lifetime pandemic or once-in-a-century evidence fiasco. A population-wide fatality rate of 0.05% is lower than the seasonal influenza. And this is one of the statistics that has been predicted for COVID-19. In other words, we're on lockdown because people are getting the flu or something similar to it. We know that tens of thousands die every year from that, and nobody gave a care until they gave it a new name and called it a pandemic. So if this statistic is true, locking down the world with potentially tremendous social and financial consequences may be totally irrational. It's like an elephant being attacked by a cat. Frustrated and trying to avoid the cat, the elephant accidentally jumps off a cliff and dies. Could COVID-19 case fatality rate be that low, 0.05%? Well, some say, pointing to the high rate in elderly people, no. However, even some so-called mild or common cold-type coronaviruses that may have been known for decades, remember, going back for 60 years, we've known all about them, can have case fatality rates as high as 8%. When... They infect elderly people in nursing homes. They're the ones who are most vulnerable to the flu and pneumonia, actually. In fact, such mild coronaviruses, we're talking about the alpha-beta strains, infect tens of millions of people every single year and account for 3 to 11% of those hospitalized in the U.S. with lower respiratory infections each winter. But nobody gave a care until now. These mild coronaviruses may be implicated in several thousands of deaths every year worldwide, though the vast majority of them are not documented with precise testing. What did we say earlier in the program? 
the first serology test for checking IgG and IgM antibodies COVID-19 was only approved in the United States by the FDA last week. Instead, they're as lost as noise among 60 million deaths from various causes each year. Although successful surveillance systems have long existed for influenza, the disease is confirmed by a laboratory in a tiny minority of cases. In the U.S., for example, so far this season, 1,073,976 specimens have been tested and 222,552% or 20.7% have tested positive for influenza. That's one-fifth. In the same period, the estimated number of influenza-like illnesses is between 36 million and 51 million with an estimated... 22 to 55,000 flu deaths. Actually, it's more like around 61,000, at least in the United States for the last several years. Note the uncertainty about influenza-like illness deaths, a 2.5-fold range corresponding to tens of thousands of deaths every year. Some of these deaths are due to influenza and some to other viruses, like common cold coronaviruses, strains alpha and beta. In an autopsy series that tested for respiratory viruses and specimens from 57 elderly persons who died during the 2016 through 2017 influenza season, influenza viruses were detected in 18% of the specimens, about one-fifth again, while any kind of respiratory virus was found in 47%. Now, in some people who die from viral respiratory pathogens, more than one virus is found upon autopsy and bacteria often superimposed. A positive test for coronavirus does not mean necessarily that this virus is always primarily responsible for a patient's demise. If we assume that case fatality rate among individuals infected by SARS coronavirus 2 is 0.3% in the general population, a mid-range guess from the Diamond Princess analysis is that 1% of the U.S. population will get infected, or about 3.3 million people, and this translates to about 10,000 deaths. Hmm. Not the 61,000 deaths we see every year, from the flu even. This sounds like a huge number, but it's buried within the noise of the estimates of deaths from influenza-like illnesses. If we had not known about the new virus out there, which we now call COVID-19, and had not checked individuals with the PCR test, the number of total deaths due to influenza-like illness would not seem unusual this year. At most, we might casually have noted that the flu this season seems to be a bit worse than average. In other words, perhaps 71,000 instead of 61,000 are dying. And the media coverage would have been less than for an NBA game between the two most indifferent teams, perhaps two teams with losing records. Now, one of the bottom lines is that we don't know how long social distancing measures and lockdowns can be maintained without major consequences to the economy. I'm sure I'm telling you something you don't already know, as well as consequences to society and the mental health of its people. Unpredictable evolutions may ensue, including financial crisis, unrest, civil strife, war, and a meltdown of the social fabric. At a minimum, we need unbiased prevalence and incidence data for the evolving infectious load to guide decision-making. So, to summarize, if we decide to jump off a cliff, we need some data to inform us about the rationale of such an action and the chances of landing somewhere safe. Well, let's review some facts about viruses because there seems to be a lot of nonsense out there. In fact, there was recently an article published just the other day about masks. The masks that people are using really don't protect them from viruses. Viruses are too small for those masks, if you can believe it or not. Viruses are actually for people who are sick. Of course, they've been using them in Asia for decades. It's something new here in the U.S., but if somebody has a common cold and they're coughing or they're sneezing, they wear a mask. It's for the infected person, not for the healthy person, and it doesn't protect them anyway. But let's take a look at some basic facts about viruses. Now, a virus is not a living organism. Did you know that? It's a protein molecule. It is not killed, but it decays on its own. The disintegration time depends on the temperature, humidity, and type of material where it lives, or where it lies, I should say, because it's not alive. The virus is very fragile. The only thing that protects it is a thin layer of fat. That is why any soap or detergent is the best remedy because the foam of the soap cuts the fat and exposes the virus to the elements. By dissolving the fat layer, the protein molecule disperses and breaks down on its own. Heat melts fat. 
You have to use water above 77 degrees Fahrenheit for washing your hands, clothes, and everything. Alcohol or any mixture with the alcohol, over 65%, dissolves any fat. Any mix with one part bleach and five parts water directly dissolves the protein, breaks it down from the inside. Oxygenated water helps long after soap. You can get ozone machines that you can use to oxygenate the water or oxygenate the water that you use to drink and for other purposes. Oxygenated water along with alcohol and chlorine help long after soap because peroxide dissolves the virus protein. Now, no bactericide or antibiotic is going to kill a virus. Antibodies cannot kill what is not alive. Here's some things to note. A virus can live for only three hours on fabric, such as your clothes, four hours on copper or wood. It can live up to 24 hours in cardboard, 42 hours on metal, and 72 hours on plastic. Now, you have to be careful if you're dusting because if you use a feather duster and shaking it, the virus molecules can float in the air for up to three hours. Virus molecules are very stable in external cold or artificial air, such as air conditioners. Therefore, dehumidified, dry, warm, and bright environments will degrade a virus faster. UV or ultraviolet light on any object that may contain a virus breaks down the virus protein. The virus cannot go through healthy skin. Let me repeat that. The virus cannot go through healthy skin. Similarly, the virus actually cannot infect a healthy person. But that's another discussion. If you like a mouthwash, well, Listerine serves well. Why? Because it's 65% alcohol. That's the key percentage for inactivating a virus. And finally, the more open or naturally ventilated the area, the less concentrated a virus will be. Well, I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We have more to say during the remainder of our program. We're going to be talking about 5G, and we want to review a recent FDA action that took a product off the market. You should know about it. We are doing hydrochloric acid injections for our patients as a means of enhancing their immune system. We use it as a preventive and a treatment against COVID-19. If you'd like information about that, I'll be willing to send you a free handout that describes hydrochloric acid, which has been used for over 100 years, and the many ways by which it has been used in the treatment of conditions, medical conditions and diseases of all kinds. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion. Stay with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. 
A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is Oliver X. Join me in the superstar at Janez Carter weekday mornings from 8 to 9 on the Reno Talk Tonight Show on America Matters Media. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Roy, and you're listening to The Royal Treatment. Before the break, we were talking about hydrochloric acid and how we use that to enhance our patient's immune system. Now, of course, it can be given IV push, and it can be given in an IV. It can be given IM, or intramuscular injection. If you'd like a copy of our hydrochloric acid handout, as well as the hydrochloric acid book that was published a hundred years ago, feel free to email me at, at thbclinics at gmail.com. thbclinics, plural, at gmail.com. Or call us here at the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic in Las Vegas, where I work, 702-562-1454. We had a case recently where a cancer patient had gone to his oncologist unbeknownst to me and gotten chemotherapy when we were trying to turn him around he was actually supposed to go into hospice and we gave him iv hydrochloric acid followed by amino acids we gave him a couple of doses of this two days later he was completely pain-free he stopped taking his morphine he was able to breathe fine his o2 sat was 97 percent. he stopped taking his oxygen when hospice came to pick him up he kicked him out He's starting to turn around all because of the use of hydrochloric acid, which helps to improve the acid-base balance of the body and kill foreign pathogens. Unfortunately, he started feeling better and went back to his oncologist and got a dose of chemotherapy, which suppressed his immune system. However, we were able to turn this around again by using IV hydrochloric acid followed by amino acids with DMSO. Within 24 hours, we were able to increase his total lymphocytic white blood cell count from 600 to over 1,000. It needs to be over 1,200 to be immune competent, but he was well on his way. And we were able to decrease his C-reactive protein, a inflammatory marker from 27 to 19, which was a significant reduction all within 24 hours after using hydrochloric acid, along with amino acids and DMSO. These are all natural products that can help you optimize your health and well-being as well. Well, before we continue our discussion and talk about 5G, just wanted to mention that the FDA recently took off the market a product such as Zantac or Renitidine. Why? Well, it's because it has been found to contain NDMA, N-nitrosodimethylamine probable human carcinogen. We've talked about this before, but it's been found to be particularly high concentrations in this over-the-counter medication. It used to be a prescription, but now it's an over-the-counter and acid. Interestingly, we didn't observe unacceptable levels of NDMA in many of the samples that we tested, but we did find that it seemed to correlate with how long the product had been stored the FDA determined that the impurity in some of these products increases over time when stored at higher than room temperature and may result in consumer exposure to unacceptable levels of the NDMA impurity. Now, reports of this impurity began back in the summer of 2019, following its discoveries in valsartan of blood pressure medicine and other generic angiotensin receptor blockers. 
where nitrosamine impurities were found to be created during faulty manufacturing of active pharmaceutical ingredients. Here, we are told, ranitidine stands out as the NDMA contamination does not seem to be formed during manufacturing, but appears over time in storage. Don't know how this is possible. They're calling this a new source of NDMA. We're not told how ranitidine or Zantec magically is able to produce this carcinogen, which is believed to come as a contaminant from China, where they're importing the raw materials. Anyway, be forewarned and forearmed. You may want to start thinking about trying to use something else to relieve your gastroesophageal reflux or your gastric and intestinal ulcer prevention. There are things we use for our patients. We like to use upset stomach. That's actually a homeopathic product that can be used on your tongue as needed every 5 to 15 minutes whenever you have indigestion, heartburn, bloating, gas, etc. We like to use that in combination with a tri-salt called Nemabase. Since the Nemabase is a combination of bicarbonate with minerals such as magnesium, potassium, calcium, and helps to reset your stomach so that your digestion can be repeated if that's the problem. Of course, taking digestive enzymes might help as well. Well, let's talk about 5G technology. Here is a letter that was sent by the Worldwide Scientific Community to the United Nations and the World Health Organization. We, the undersigned scientists, doctors, environmental organizations, and citizens from numerous countries urgently call for a halt to the deployment of 5G or fifth generation wireless network, including 5G from space satellites. As you may know, there are about five companies that have been contracted to put up in combination about 20,000 satellites orbiting the Earth, irradiating us with this millimeter wave technology. 5G will massively increase exposure to radio frequency radiation on top of 2G, 3G, and 4G networks for telecommunication already in place. Radio frequency radiation has been proven harmful for humans and the environment. The deployment of 5G constitutes an experiment on humanity and the environment that is defined as a crime under international law. In other words, you're being experimented on without your permission. Now, most everybody knows that when this COVID-19 began in Wuhan, that was the first city in the world to be completely blanketed with 11 million people in 5G technology. China's number one in 5G technology in the world. Actually, I have I have to say South Korea is number one. China is actually number two. United States is number three. But other countries have flipped it on as well, such as Spain and Italy, where 5G is being used in a relatively dense population. Now, the evidence that radio frequency is harmful to life is already overwhelming. The accumulated clinical evidence of sick and injured human beings, experimental evidence of damage to DNA cells and organ systems in a wide variety of plants and animals and Epidemiological evidence that the major disease of modern civilization, such as cancer, heart disease, and diabetes, are in large part caused by electromagnetic pollution. This forms a literature base of well over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies. At least five companies, as I mentioned, are proposing to provide 5G from space from a combined 20,000 satellites in low and medium Earth orbit that will blanket the Earth with powerful, focused, steerable beams. Each satellite will emit millimeter waves with an effective radiated power up to 5 million watts. Now, please keep in mind that this 5G irradiation resonates with your cells a billion or more times a second. And it's different than 4G, whereas 4G did not theoretically penetrate the skin. 5G does so. Even more importantly, the satellites will be located in the Earth's magnetosphere, with, which exerts a significant influence over the electrical properties of the atmosphere. The alteration of the Earth's electromagnetic environment may be an even greater threat to life than the radiation from ground-based antennas. Even before Drive G was proposed, dozens of participants appeals by international scientists, including the Freiburger Appeal, signed by over 3,000 physicians, called for a halt to the expansion of wireless technology and a moratorium on five or the new base stations. Now, we're talking about 5G because 4G was already in place. In 2015, 215 scientists from 41 countries communicated their alarm to the United Nations and World Health Organization. They stated that numerous recent scientific publications have shown that EMF, 
affects living organisms at levels well below most international and national guidelines. More, And here are some of the effects. <coughs> Alteration of heart rhythm. Alter gene expression, alter metabolism, alter cell development, cancers, cardiovascular disease, cognitive impairment, DNA damage, impacts on general well-being, increased free radicals, learning and memory deficits, impaired sperm function and quality, miscarriage, neurological damage, obesity and diabetes, oxidative stress, effects on children, including autism, attention deficit disorder, and asthmas. Damage goes well beyond the human race, as there is abundant evidence of harm to diverse plant life, wildlife, and laboratory animals, including ants, birds, forests, frogs, fruit flies, honeybees, insects, mammals, mice, plants, rats, and trees. Now, the WHO's International Agency for Research on Cancer concluded in 2011 that radiofrequency radiation of frequencies between 30 kilohertz and 300 gigahertz are possibly carcinogenic to humans. However, Recent evidence, including the latest studies on cell phone use and brain cancer risk, including the radiofrequency radiation, is proven carcinogenic too and should now be classified as a group one carcinogen, along with tobacco, smoke, and asbestos. In 1985, Dr. Robert O. Becker warned that power line harmonic radiation had already changed the structure of the magnetosphere and that the continued expansion of this effect threatens the viability of all life on Earth. The placement of tents thousands of satellites directly in both the ionosphere and magnetosphere emitting modulated signals at millions of watts and millions of frequencies is likely to alter our electromagnet environment beyond our ability to adapt. Adding the 20,000 5G satellites will further pollute the global electric circuit and could alter the Schumann resonances with which all life on Earth has evolved. The effects will be universal and may be profoundly damaging. Well, we'll continue this discussion next week. But there are some things you can do to improve your health. We need to focus on our diet, our immune systems. There are many things you can take, such as spirulina, wheatgrass, vitamin C, and similar supplements that are consumable forms of sunlight, which will always improve our health and raise our vibrations. You could do yoga, meditation, chanting, mantras, and other forms of prayer. can also be beneficial in protecting our life energies. Now, while fear can weaken our electromagnetic fields, love, intimacy, social vulnerability can strengthen them. The most important thing we can do is focus on improving our health, states of mind, and exposure to nature. We always have control of our future, even if the general public is headed in another direction. Well, I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment, and I thank you for being with us, and I hope that you've learned at least one new thing. If so, your time with us has been well spent. We'll return next week for another episode of The Well, treatment. Until then, my friends, may you all be well.